How's it going, everybody? It's Josh Rimini here with your Functional RX podcast. We this week's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about incorporating health and wellness and functional wellness in in your family's routine. Right. So you know, kind of making some lifestyle changes. If if you've decided, hey, this functional thing, I want to I want to do that, but I have a family and I'm really busy and I don't know if they're going to be on board. So yeah, well, this is this is my life, you know. Um, You know, I'm I'm fully engaged in living as healthy as I can through the functional medicine lens. And and what does that mean? Is really it's it's lifestyle medicine. It's lifestyle choices uh, that are healthy. And so you know, I've had a lot of patients that I've consulted with that have had difficulties, whether it's with their spouse not being on board or you know, having children and having a, you know, a busy, healthy, vibrant lifestyle is, is, is not only difficult and it's very challenging. Right. right so, right. I mean, I'm yeah. a, I'm an outdoors guy. So for me, it's easy to go outside, but my wife would rather curl up in a corner and read a book. So trying to come up with some ideas for us to be active together is a, not always the easiest thing. Yeah. And, and a lot of people always associate, you know, life's lifestyle health choices with how active can I be Mm -hmm. right that's a part of it you know the lifestyle modifiers that we talk about in the functional well wellness realm or lifestyle wellness is you know addressing exercise and movement is super important we you know especially when you're younger we have to reinforce these things we talked about sleep we've got a podcast for that stress is another important factor nutrition is a factor hugely a factor food food is the first part we start working with patients on food is medicine food is information and clean eating is important so how do you so that's the important piece it's easy for me to print a 40 page document that we have on mm-hmm. clean eating but how do say, you do go it? ahead and do it yeah you know, and we can't throw a health coach into your life and, and have you, you know, we don't have nutritionists and health coaches in our, our daily routines in our homes. Right. Right. So let's say, you know, you did want to adopt some of these healthier lifestyles and start eating and healthier. First thing starts with cooking at home. Uh, we've instituted this since my kids were really, really young and you know, they're three and five now and they're actually they can't wait to help daddy start cooking. So mm-hmm. it takes time and we have to really realize how important whole foods are to us, right? So we don't need to get into that today. It's really the how we can incorporate into our lives. You know, so for me, it's preparing the vegetables, preparing the food, all that takes time. So how do we cut time out of the equation if that's our, if that's our challenge or our excuse to not implementing the change? Well, a couple easy techniques that we use in our house is we plan ahead. So we plan our meals on Sunday. My family's pretty religious. Usually by the time Friday hits, we get pretty tired in our weeks and we'll go out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And we we have a specific restaurants in Charlotte that are kind of fit the Rimini criteria <laughs> of, of healthy and clean. Because meat especially, we need to make sure it's antibiotic and hormone-free early is a really big thing for us. So we plan our meals ahead of time. So we take kind of a Sunday morning routine where after after breakfast, um, and that's also my routine, is every just about every Sunday I'll cook breakfast for the family. I'm going to start coming over Sunday mornings. And it's, it's pretty <laughs> fun. It's actually really fun because the kids are, you know, 
what's important in our family is our, our children, we teach them the value of cooking, but we also teach them the value of like whole ingredients, the colors of the rainbow. So we, we have them identify all the colors on their plate and tell them that each color represents something different. There's a phytonutrient spectrum of foods. Mm-hmm. So each color, like uh, the orange from carrots is, you know, a specific type of carotenoid, beta carotene, right? Well, you know, that's important for X, Y, and Z. Well, all the colors represent something. And I always tell them, what are the colors on your plate? And it doesn't, and we, we kid and I go, and no Skittles, like those don't mean <laughs> color. Um, so we try to, we try to put all the colors of the rainbow on the plate, which gives us our phytonutrient density. And then we teach them. And so We'll make pancakes. Most of the time, they're gluten-free pancakes. We try to find good recipes for that. Or, you know, the kids aren't necessarily gluten-free, but we try to limit it as best we can. It's really hard for kids. Uh, But they don't seem to manifest any symptoms of a problem with gluten yet. So we're not as strict with that, but we try to really, really limit it. So let's say we're making pancakes, you know, they're like, Daddy, can I make them? Like, okay, so what are the ingredients? And they'll start naming all the ingredients. And they're like, how do you do it? And they're like, well, we'll put the wet ingredients in one bowl and the dry <laughs> ingredients in the other. And then my three-year-old loves to mix. So she's just uh, the mixer. Yeah. And and we've taught them, like, since they were, like, two years old, how to crack eggs in a bowl. And they love it to death. And it makes a mess sometimes. <laughs> but it's it's fun. It's community. And we're actually working together as a family to produce something. And I'll tell you, it makes it a lot easier for my small children to adopt that and eat it because kids like sweet. They like carbs that, you know, chicken and French fries are still there. That's their favorite too. It's not, but we've incorporated and introduced it from a very early age. And if they are part of making it, they're more apt to eating it. Like, hey, right. Lexi, thank you for helping yeah, me make you those. Made this. How, does, how does that taste? You know, they're like, oh, this is it's great. It's going to be great because I so, made it. So we, we really try to do that in our family. Plan ahead. If, if you have trouble, because prepping is the hardest part of cooking. Cooking doesn't normally take a whole lot. If you're, you know, low sauteing something, putting something in a stir fry, it really doesn't take a whole lot. Grilling things, just, you know... Generally, we don't grill things too hot all the time because those things can be not so good for us on a long-term basis. But if we're grilling, if we're cooking or stir-frying, Jamie's on the other side. She helps kind of – she does the slow cooking stuff, which Mm -hmm. is really healthy for you because a slow temperature cooking is really – helps with the nutrient balance and put a lot of things in there. She'll do the kind of one-pot slow cooks, and she'll prep those up and put them in the, the oven, and then by the time we're ready to eat, it's done, you know? So those are things you can do. Planning your meals ahead, we have uh, – there's apps, there's websites. If you can't think of something to eat, just, like, Google it, you know? <laughs> but we have a ton of cookbooks in our house. That's a huge piece for us from a, from a meal perspective. We prep ahead of time if we know that we're going to have – in a perfect world in our family – We'll have things already prepped up or prepped ready. There are meal planning places, so there's other ways to do it. Connie, our nutritionist, I wish she was here today because this would be a great, great topic for her to be a part of, and we'll probably include her into some of these things later, is 
you know, you have places that will, you know, there's a blue apron yeah, and all those places. That's what we use. We don't cook them though. They'll send. <laughs> we, we buy the pre-done and, and it's, it's already done. There's so many different ways to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, I like cooking. It's therapeutic for me. And I don't have time to cook. I really enjoy grilling. I don't do cooking much, but I don't have time to anymore. So we, we kind of separate our time out and I'm fortunate enough to be able to go home but one thing we've utilized lately at uh, one of the grocery stores in town, uh, Fresh Market or mm-hmm. one of those ones, it's down the street from us on East Boulevard. They have like four-person meal plan. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's all, Tiff loves those. It's tw- and it's like 20 bucks, and it literally feeds our family of four for like one and a half to two nights because our kids don't eat a ton because they're little. And it's 20 bucks and it's like, you get this, 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 and this. So Jamie will remind me, it's like, oh, this there's a meal. And that's like kind of like, a no brainer. I get all the ingredients. They're prepared, chopped up for me. I just throw them up, throw them on the thing and clean them and cook it and it's done. Or we could, you could do where they mail it to you already done, right? Mm-hmm. That's a convenience factor. Yeah, I mean, so we go every Sunday out. and pick our meals up and, you know, we'll get 15 meals so we can have our lunches and well, I have two lunches and then Tiff has one. So we get 15 meals and it's $6 and 50 cents a meal. And so you you pay for convenience, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the other piece is you can actually get them already prepared for you, already cooked for you. Every layer of, and you can do the math. It's it's really not expensive if you do it right. right. So for us, we we enjoy the whole process, but we also enjoy some of the convenience when we're when we're busy. Right. So there's definitely different ways to do that. So I like to you know don't put the you know, don't put the burden on, I can't do it. There's so many different ways to do it now that it's just kind of what fits your lifestyle. Right, For right. For me, we've taken that approach to making sure, and, and we eat together as a family almost every single night. And you guys eat at, you make a point to eat at the table. At the table, mm-hmm. in our house, usually around a certain time frame. And so food is also community. And when we That's were... That's where I was getting at. You know, it makes it a fun time for your family to get together. And now it's a an exciting time to have dinner because everyone gets to talk and hang out. There's no TV. There's no phones, you know. And, uh, you know, I've been leaving when dinner's happening and the girls are running around and they're so excited for dinner and it's like this is what my dogs look like they're yeah, right? they're ecstatic for dinner because it's a it's a celebration for them well and and there's there's something also physiologically important to that it's it's not just oh it's nice to sit down with dinner it's actually this community piece that we have centered around food makes our whole center of being that much more important you know this sense of community has always been around food if you think about it Mm -hmm. um so using that as a tool for us and can you imagine i've creating a habit with my children that's going to be imprinted and ingrained in them and then they're going to do the same thing and then all of a sudden it becomes this this generational thing that eating and having this community interaction with people is also important in the workplace too. Go out to lunch with people and and spend the time to sit down and not get on your phone and not, you know, pharmacists are the worst. When I was doing more of the pharmacy bench work and working for the chains especially, it was like you just eat when you can and you eat standing up and you eat just because it's you got to put food in your mouth yeah, and then keep moving. Or you're bored. 
you know, you know, self care is important. We definitely need to create this atmosphere. So I, we actually encourage our staff to go out to lunch with each other and different people and stuff like that, because it is, it does center you and it helps you get kind of that break zone and, and go back and be healthy and ready to go. So that's pretty much kind of what we do to incorporate the food side of things. Weekend wise during the week, we like to we like to get out. We need like make it a point. What can we do outside that we can you know we if we go for a hike, we go for a lot of parks around here. They're not old enough. To, I can't wait till they can ride bikes. It'll be so much more fun for me. Doing those little things just to break the monotony and, and work. We play out in the yard all the time. They've gotten really good with the nice weather we've had lately. Is like. They won't go in and go, Daddy, I want to watch a show or anything. It's like, boom, let's go outside. Let's play. You know, yeah. Let's do something. Play is fun, and you can play as an adult, too. Yeah, I mean, I play with my dogs. I play golf a lot. I've been, I've been golfing a lot, to, and, and I've been going out and walking instead of riding in a cart. You know, I'll play nine holes and, and walk rather than ride. If you live close to work like I do, you know, I've, I've made it a point to, like, make a no-excuse rule for myself to ride my bike or walk and it's a little dangerous in charlotte nowadays with bike riding i think for some people but there's you could commute that way if you live near the rail you can walk to the rail Mm -hmm. incorporating some of those things like they always say like you know use the stairs if you can like if it's one or two flights i always try to use i'm always a stair guy you know, I take uh, Bree, my five-year-old, we go to the Hornets games a lot, and it's not going to be a great year for us this year, but I've been season ticket holder forever, is I always find it interesting that the you know you have the escalator and then you have the stairs, and then you just see the, the, the amount of people that will take the escalator versus the stairs is like 10 to 1 all yeah. the time. As, and going down the stairs like it doesn't really take you a whole lot of energy to walk down the stairs so we i always just make a conscious effort to say all right let's use the stairs brie you know she loves using the escalator because it's fun and stuff like that for her but if you look at those little things you can do always add up Mm -hmm. they always add up it's always a cumulative effect on your health so parking not at the closest yeah, spot. That's what, I was going to say that, you know, I try and park out back because, you know, I'll, I'll work on a computer when I'm editing videos or something. And it takes me four or five hours in a row where I am just dead locked in. And when I get a chance to move around, what's the difference between parking on spot four versus 40? It's and, and working, better for me. And working, you know, Working from home, you know, if you have the opportunity to work outside or be in the sun and just hang out a little bit and enjoy life a little bit, like there's a lot of things that will calm the brain down that will give people some more balance in their lives. So I have a friend, he, um, he kind of chunks his day into two hour blocks and he's, he does a 30 minute work session and he focuses on one specific task. And then 15 minutes, he'll stop and he'll go for a walk where he'll answer text messages or emails while he's walking. And then he'll go back and he has a 30-minute work block again. And then 15 minutes, he'll go and walk and move around and do whatever where he shuts his brain off and doesn't do it. And he does that four times. And that's his two-hour block of working. And then he moves into the next block of his tasks that he needs to get done. So that was a cool one that I heard somebody do that seems to be pretty effective for them. I use a a journal, which is also sort of a, a day planner as well. I wish I could get that specific and, and 
I call it the whirlwind. The whirlwind hits me quite hard (laughs) a lot because I've got a lot of moving hats. Like that's kind of one of my weaknesses is not being focused enough on specific tasks and having that fortitude to do that. So I might need to talk to that guy. (laughs) I think we all do. You know, it's all about the little things. Another adjustment I made is I purchased a standing desk so I can stand up at my desk whenever I want. So it's not expensive. A lot of people think that they're real expensive, and I, I want to say it was like a $300 desk. Yeah, we, we have one in Jamie's office at the store because she, uh, she wanted it. She requested it. A lot of different things with movement. The movement's huge, especially with work. If we're going to talk about that, is the studies are out, and they're, they're out there. You can find them. Is sitting is the new smoking. Yeah, literally, it's worse for you than smoking a pack of cigarettes is being sitting for too long during the day. So literally using a standing desk and standing for half your day or 30 minutes at a clip. I never really had this problem as a pharmacist because we're always standing and running around the pharmacy bays and talking to patients. And then as I got more into working on the business and working with patients, I'm getting more sedentary and having to be more mindful of these desk type things. I mean, me dramatically. I mean, I came from, I owned a gym and now I edit videos for five hours a whack. So, I mean, I went from working out three times a day, standing on my feet all day long, 20,000 steps was nothing for me. And now if I don't actually go work out and I just do my normal life, 3000 steps a day, that's it. And so it, it's all, you know, it's it, what we're really talking about here is making conscious effort right. f- for life, for health change. Yep. You know, we, we're all, we're all empowering. We have to empower ourselves to take charge of our health. You know, everyone has a health goal. I would imagine everybody listening has some sort of goal that they have in we're th- mind. We're the wrong podcast. <laughs> if right? You don't have one. Um, everyone has a health goal or in a personal health goal, right? And it could be less stress. It could be sleep. It could be losing weight. It could, it's generally all the things they take their prescriptions for, by the way, mm-hmm. you know, blood pressure, less stress, uh, better mood, better sleep, hormone imbalance, mm-hmm. you know, it, all the things that chronic diseases are supposed to be fixed by medicines, which aren't, are usually people's health goals, right? Right. But everyone has their own specific goal, which is really why I'm excited about running our, our wellness program that we're going to pull out because it's totally personalized. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we're finding, and that's why I'm delaying the program is because I'm really trying to fine tune the menu that we can provide people to really make it personalized for them. Mm-hmm. There's two ways to look at health and wellness. Is it is it mine or is it everybody's doing it, right? Whole 30, it's great. Everyone's going to do it. Well, yes, sure. It's it's whole food. It's eating right for 30 days and being committed to it. That's what we're talking about. Right. But how does it affect them personally in their conditions or possible concerns or, or obstacles? That's where we can personalize it for somebody. For sure. And shoot, I used you, you were my personal trainer, Mm -hmm. and it's a great example, is like I had the accountability, and then when you sold the gym, I lost my accountability, and I I didn't do it as much. I made you fat. I made myself fat too, don't worry. I could use, I could definitely, that's my my goal for this quarter, actually. Get back in shape. Get back into healthy shape. Get back into a gym. I got some recommendations down here. I'll set you up. Cool. Well, guys, this was pretty cool and informative. You know, I do get a lot of questions about how do I incorporate these things into my life. 
I we will talk. Uh, there's definitely I'm, I want to get our nutritionist and our health coach in a podcast because those are the tools we use in the clinic, in the wellness center. Because a health coach is exactly that. They yep. take medical healthy recommendations and help people put them into their lifestyle. Right. So, you know, if you're listening to this one, what's the one thing you can do this week that's going to bring you to better health? If you could just commit to walking five minutes a day, yeah, that's just pick one, one thing. Yeah, yeah, just pick, pick one, one thing and work with it. Yeah. It's good. Trust me, it's cumulative. It does help. Thank you, guys. I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast for Your Functional Rx. I'm Josh Rimini, and we will see you soon.